Agencies in recent years have faced a recurring dilemma. Congress doesn't act on time, so there's a lapse in appropriations, a partial shutdown. Yet the agencies have to continue to operate at some level. Sensing this could happen again, the Government Accountability Office looked at four agencies' shutdown planning and came up with some recommendations. Here with more, the GAO's Director of Strategic Issues, Jay McTighe. Mr. McTighe, good to have you back. Oh, thank you for having me, Tom. So the dilemma is they have to spend money to operate because nothing operates free, and yet they don't have the appropriations, and so they can get into trouble on a lot of fronts. Tell us the agencies you looked at and what some of the good planning processes are. Absolutely, Tom. As you know, agencies really cannot operate without funding from Congress, and if Congress fails to pass appropriations on a timely basis, there is a funding gap or lapse in appropriations, and agencies must shut down, otherwise uh, violate the what is called the Anti-Deficiency Act, uh, which basically says if you don't have money from Congress, you can no longer operate, with the exception of activities which either involve emergencies related to the safety of human life or the protection of property or having to do with carrying out core constitutional responsibilities. Therefore, it is important for agencies to have contingency plans in place ready to go in situations as we experience in fiscal year 2019. We did review four agencies. The four agencies that we looked at were the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, the Internal Revenue Service, the International Trade Administration, and the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. And, you know, while the experience of these four agencies are not generalizable, they do reflect a variety of size, funding type activities that serve as illustrative examples of the range of experiences that other federal agencies may experience. And, you know, basically, JL looked at OMB guidance, uh, you know, for agency contingency plans and other documentation. Each of the plans that we did review generally followed what OMB has put out in terms of guidance, but each agency could improve their contingency planning for prolonged shutdown scenarios and strengthen some internal controls. And as you mentioned, while shutdowns are not common, they do happen. And in fact, over the past seven years, we've had three shutdowns, uh, and two of these three shutdowns have lasted much longer than five days. Uh, The most recent was five weeks. Before that, we had one in 2014 that lasted about two and a half weeks. And what are the elements of a good plan, and did these agencies follow them? You said they generally followed OMB advice, but what is really outside of what the White House says? What is good planning in general for this type of contingency? Oh, absolutely. Um, So agencies should follow and develop contingency plans that align with the OMB guidance. Uh, The OMB guidance is found in Circular A11. And just to give you an example, uh, you know, the guidance covers or requires summaries of activities that will continue and those that will cease during a shutdown. It also covers the time needed to complete an orderly shutdown, as well as the number of employees that would be on board prior to a shutdown and then during a shutdown. Our report actually identified 14 key information elements from the guidance that agencies should address in their contingency plans. And essentially, agencies could use these elements that we identified kind of as a checklist in developing and assessing their own contingency plans. And these agencies that you looked at, the Internal Revenue Service is part of Treasury. 
U.S. Customs and Border Protection part of Homeland Security. What about the relationship with the greater department and some of these large components? How does that interplay come to the fore here? Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. Basically, it varies across the board. Some departments, such as the Department of Homeland Security, has an agency or department-wide contingency plan. In the case of IRS within Treasury, IRS has its own separate contingency plan, uh, given its, you know, its size and range of activities that it performs. Uh, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, which is a very small operation in the Executive Office of the President, again, does not have its own plan, uh, but has input into the plan devised by the Executive Office of the President. And, you know, to the extent to which the plans actually adhere to the OMB guidance, varied. And so the structure, we didn't see a correlation with the the structure uh, in terms of department versus subunit. And that's why we say the the results are not generalizable across the board. We're speaking with Jay McTighe. He is the Director of Strategic Issues at the GAO. And when you mentioned that a lot of the components and I guess agencies in general, this is an ongoing problem, lack sufficient internal controls does that mean they don't know what money they might have around to be able to spend for these contingencies? That's part of it. That's certainly part of it. But it also it, it's broader. Internal controls are basically management controls. So it, it includes controls over dollars, but it also includes controls over other resources such as staff and facilities. So, for example, in the report, we talked about how one of the areas that all four agencies were lacking in terms of their internal controls were controls over access to both physical and virtual workspaces. And that's important because, uh, you know, if employees can access these facilities, in essence, you know, they could be using federal resources, which the agency does not have the authority to expend. And also, it speaks to protecting the federal resources as well. It sounds like one of the things they need to have in place in that plan is precisely what activities are essential to health and safety or to the Constitution, and which are not, like acquisition of a new printer or something. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, black and white, you know, what is and what isn't, uh, what they call accepted, which means allowed to continue. But other times, you know, it can be a gray area. And as you point out, that is why it's particularly essential to make these determinations ahead of time. And of course, depending upon the length of a shutdown, uh, those plans can be revisited, reevaluated as you know situations change, events occur. So it's it's not a necessarily a fixed or you know document that cannot be changed. Should agencies have the contingency plans pretty much on an annual basis now? Because as you mentioned, three out of seven years, and on the other four years, it came darn close. Unfortunately, that is true. But, you know, the I guess the good news is agencies are required to have plans on a standby basis. And to the extent that agencies do update these plans on a regular basis, unfortunately, you know, they have come into play more often than 
uh, perhaps we'd like to see. And the one failing that all four of the agencies had in common was their control of access to virtual workspaces. Now, given that the mass telework has happened and agencies have done a lot of technology and managerial backfilling to accommodate it, maybe if you looked at it again, that could be in place at all those agencies. Uh, We would certainly love to see that happen. Uh, We do have a recommendation to each of the four agencies that they implement controls over their virtual workspaces. And you're absolutely right. As we move through the pandemic or just move toward a future where more people may be working remotely, it becomes more and more important that if Congress does not appropriate the funding necessary to continue operations, that you know operations do come to a halt in an orderly basis. And part of that is having those controls in place over both the physical and the virtual workspaces. And will you be looking at some of the large departments at that level with the same questions? We currently do not have any uh, future work planned, but again, given future events, uh, we very well could be called back to look at other agencies and departments as well. All right. Jay McTighe is Director of Strategic Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Great to be here. We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federaldrive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.